podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. podcast, 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 podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Hashtag Dysonomics, the podcast. Firstly, make sure you check out last week's one. I was joined by the great Tanya, aka Recruiter Bay. She's got a great platform called Recruiter Bay on Instagram. Make sure you follow that for great information and tips with regards to the job scene. So with recruitment and career ladder and negotiating contracts, all that type of stuff on Instagram, very good graphics. It's just easy digestible information. We had a great podcast speaking about how COVID has changed the work scene, working from home, um, recruitment, knowing your worth, climbing the career ladder, all that stuff. So make sure you check out last week's episode, episode 172. Most importantly, make sure you are subscribed to Patreon. Patreon is where people can subscribe um, for small, small, small fee on a monthly basis um, to join the journey of improving dysonomics making it into more of a media platform and you'll get value for money in terms of the content you get i drew by the time you've heard this i would have dropped a piece with regards into covid and um, the latest changes and all that good stuff and how it's impacted the economy um, especially eat out to help out and how um the UK's economy didn't grow as much as expected, so make sure you check that out. And this week, coming up on Patreon, you're going to see a lot of stuff about the NHS and how it compares to other systems, why I believe we should move from the NHS. Highly controversial, I know. So make sure you join Patreon for all that good stuff. Speaking of COVID, this week's episode, we're going to talk COVID again. So the latest stats, as of yesterday, which will be Saturday, we had unfortunately 65 deaths due to COVID, which is very unfortunate. Slightly lower than a 77 we saw two days in a row earlier in the week. We had just over 12,000 positive tests for COVID on Saturday, which is under, we had 17,000, I think on Thursday and Friday, which is just totally insane. So those are the latest figures regarding COVID. So we're still seeing an increase in deaths on 40 trending upwards. Um, increasing cases but it's now started to trend downwards which and we which we hope to continue but remember from my previous COVID updates earlier on in the crisis that the weekend numbers tend to show up lower especially on a Monday and then they might spike up again on a young Tuesday um, in terms of patients in hospital that's still slowly creeping up but it's kind of flattening we hope that less people admit to hospital because that means less chance of them Resulting in a death, so we pray and I hope for the best of that regards. So some of the information. So leading UK scientist Peter Horby said this week that we another lockdown is likely. Current government ministers are still sticking to this local lockdown um, thing, which is certain areas like we've seen in the northwest and the northeast of England. I think a mayor in the northeast of England wanted to sue Rishi Sunak for the local lockdown because obviously it's very damaging for their local economy if you're shutting restaurants and pubs and telling people not to go out and all that type of stuff that's going to slow down the money and that region of England the north is not anywhere near as prosperous as this, as where a lot of my listeners live which is down south in London Reading, Essex and Slough area that's something to look out for 
Um, yeah, so the Prime Minister Boris Johnson. So as you listen to this, if you, most of my listeners are on Monday, today, as you're listening to this Monday, Boris Johnson will be addressing um, MPs and most likely the nation as well regarding potentially tougher local lockdown measures. Boris Johnson will outline a free tier um, lockdown system or free tier system, should I say, where each region in England is placed into a tier base of how severe the amount of COVID cases are. So, for example, I think it's going to be like a traffic light, Rend, Green. Obviously, the more cases you have in your local area, the more strict and severe the measures will be. So, the new so-called traffic light system obviously will be laid out in the House of Commons on Monday. And obviously, the most the most higgy areas will have the 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 will fall within the third tier and they'll be ordered to have no or to have no social contact with anyone else outside their household and then you expect closures of pubs bars and restaurants where some of the highest cases are occurring so if you are in an area and this is most likely with severe cases ain't no date night for you my dog no social contact outside um just stay in your house so not too dissimilar to the national lockdown before and tier one is expected to see people still on that another rule of six like don't be linking up with people in more than groups of six and maintain social distances tier two could possibly these are some of the gistes and some of the leaks tier two could possibly be households being banned from mixing in the homes gardens and pubs and bars and restaurants but um they could still be on the streets to a certain degree According to a letter seen by the BBC, the details of each day, including the level of lockdown, were are being debated. Well, were being debated this weekend. By the time you hear it, they've been debated and have been settled. So it will be very interesting to see. This is going to be very interesting because lockdown, obviously, the severe lockdown has very severe economic implications, and depending on your region. And it's going to be quite hard to, you know what I mean? Like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Police. Because imagine in one area, there's severe lockdown issues, but you travel to the next area. How does that really work? So it's going to be very interesting to see how that manifests. So the British Medical Association has criticised the government's approach to reducing the spread of the virus. And they've been banging on the drum of compulsory face coverings for all settings. They don't give a damn. They want people to wear face coverings everywhere. They argue that COVID-19 is just as infectious in offices as it is in supermarkets. They need a consistent policy requiring masks and settings where people mix outside their household and not two meters apart, says the, says Dr. Chand Nagpal, their, um, the BMA council chair. And this is completely true. This is one of the biggest criticisms the government have been receiving is that their policies seem contradictory and not consistent. Why wear face masks here, but not wear face masks here? Face masks there. And it doesn't make sense. <laughs> because the, the virus is going to be like, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to spread in the supermarket, but do you know what? I'll spread in. I'll spread on the train. If you're going to be implementing a policy regarding face masks due to mitigating the risk of people potentially spreading the virus if they have it, it makes sense to have face masks coverings banned across the board. I mean, um, implemented and to be used across the board. Obviously, in common sense, you know, if you're in a restaurant, when it's time to eat, maybe yeah, you off your face mask, off your face mask and eat. But if you're just chilling there, sitting, waiting for your food, have your face mask on. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it doesn't make sense to a number of people. But so it go. Well, London Mayor Sadiq Khan, he has repeated these warnings that 
tougher lockdown measures are inevitable in the capital and this is going to be very very interesting because if you if you look at the curfew that we've been seeing in terms of restaurants and bars and places closing at 10 p.m londoners don't know what to do with themselves everybody's complaining babes them are like oh my god i'm gonna have to start getting ready at 1 a.m now because it takes me a gazillion hours to get ready i'm gonna be late <laughs> it's actually forcing girls to be on time for certain motives but london being a londoner like having to leave by 10 is just crazy and obviously i haven't really been out at all since this um restrictions has been um, implemented but when i was away for my holiday um in mykonos there was a there was a similar type of restriction but it was at 12 a.m and one time we went out we got to the bar at 10 45 so we're just getting warm we're starting to have fun people with all of the shisha we actually have to dip we're there for an hour and 15 minutes so imagine 10 p.m like it's very very difficult for Londoners. I saw a video of people playing cricket in Peckham. Like I saw, I've seen videos and heard of people just being loitering the streets, just drinking on the roads in Shoreditch and what have you. May I'm sure that's not what the government and the scientists foresaw and foresaw when they were looking at um, these measures. But it's gonna be very interesting. Um, Sadiq Khan told LBC Radio that you've got three buckets, level one, the least restriction, and level three, the most similar to the lockdown type measures. What's clear to me is inevitable there'll be additional restrictions in London. And one other thing he was discussing was that him and uh, and the 33 boroughs think the right level, uh, they work together to think what the right level of restrictions will be. So that's something to look out for. Speaking of London, Sean Bailey, Conservative candidate who who's obviously wants to challenge Sadiq Khan for the mayorship of London, he was speaking and just somehow blaming Sadiq Khan, <laughs> saying that yo, France have people back in stadiums, Germany have people back in stadiums. Obviously, France, Roland Garros, I watched Nadal um, slap up Djokovic today. I think Germany have people back in stadiums, maybe football or something. He's saying, yo, we need to start getting people back in stadiums and, you know what I mean, we need to protect the economy. As much as I agree we need to protect the economy, you cannot compare the UK and Germany. So when I was looking at the cases for the last seven days, so this is the amount of people that have test positive per 100,000 people, 153 for every 100, out of every 100,000 Britons, 153 of them are testing positive for coronavirus. Do you know how many for how many are testing positive for every hundred thousand Germans? Twenty-three. Twenty-three. So almost eight times less than the UK. And you want to be complex. Big man, allow it. It's just nasty. Stop what you're doing. Super duper nasty. In terms of my opinion, when it comes to these lockdown measures, yeah, with the amount of cases spiking up, yes, there's going to be you're going to have to start addressing things. But my personal thing is, personal feeling is that the lockdown should be more bespoke. People that are younger people, so I'm talking like you're 45 and under potentially, um, you're not living with anybody vulnerable, not living with elderly people or people with underlying health conditions. You should be allowed to still go out, maybe potentially go to work if you want to, go to restaurants if you want to, stay after restaurants after 10, like as normal, blah blah blah. Uh, especially younger people, because you're less at risk of serious uh, serious implications and potentially fatality when it comes to COVID. 
So let the younger people, the people who are who don't have health conditions, online health conditions, still go out, still try to keep the economy ticking, and we protect those that need the most protection from COVID. It's not having a blanket ban on people um, being out and about. Obviously, I know that's hard to implement, but it's also hard to implement all the other measures place. But that's just my two pence. Now, another part of COVID is how we are addressing the economic implications. And we've got Rishi Sunak, who um, I, I spoke on before, I think two pods ago, um, the job support scheme, which is an extension, moving away from the job retention scheme. The job retention scheme is also known as furlough, which ends this month. He's now got the job support scheme, which is to help pay, um, which is to help pay a, um, a salary, top up a salary of people who are now working part time. So if you're not working part-time due to the coronavirus and you're working at least a third of your hours, the government, along with your employer, are going to pay an extra third of the hours that you're not actually working. However, Rishi, I think it was on Friday, he announced an extension of this scheme. So job support scheme will expand to support businesses across the UK that are required to close their premises due to coronavirus restrictions. So before, initially um, in the job retention, in the job support scheme announcement in Rishi, Rishi Sunak's wider economic plan, people who actually weren't working period were not going to be supported by this scheme at all because you're not topping up wages, you're not working. However, now, if you if your businesses, uh, if your business hasn't has been required to close their premises due to the virus and the restrictions implemented, they will support you. The government will pay two thirds of employee salaries to protect jobs over the over the, over the coming months. So that's an increase of what they were doing before. There's going to be cash grants for businesses required to close in the local lockdowns. And it's also increased up to £3,000 per month. So this is really trying to help the um, the government, not the government, the economy, navigate through this winter period and this more COVID, um, COVID-restricted um, period. So under this expansion, firms whose premises are legally required to shut for some period over winter as part of the local national restrictions will receive grants to pay the wages of staff who cannot work. So this is... <coughs> This is to help protect wages of staff and help these businesses open as soon as possible. The government will support eligible businesses by paying two thirds of each employee salary up to a maximum of 67% and up to a maximum of 2,100 a month. So this is, so under the scheme, employees will not be required to contribute to wages and they're only asked to cover cover, um, national insurance and pension contributions which is a tiny portion of employment costs. And it's, they estimate that around half the potential claims are likely not to incur any employer NICs or autonomous pension contributions. So this is a very, 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 very big, big change. Um, this is going to help support businesses because I didn't really think the Rishi's in, um, winter economic plan was that supportive and it was considerably less of a assistance to the job retention scheme and all the schemes around that with the C bills and BBLs and what have you may and uh, self-employment help. So we'll have to monitor, see how things go. Hopefully not that many people are losing jobs. And that's another worry because as furlough ends this month, I just fear there's going to be a lot of um, redundancies. Um, I think last time I checked on BBC earlier this week, 
there had been over half a million redundancies applied for. I mean, so people are just letting go of that many that many stuff is just absolutely mind boggling. So yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. A quick coronavirus update. Make sure you check out Patreon and my Instagram for more updates over the week. Make sure you listen to. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow on SoundCloud. Subscribe on Apple Podcast. Follow on uh, on Spotify. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next week, God bless. Sports Social Podcast Network.